Hey, welcome into episode 49 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am here with Jordan. Josh is a little under the weather again today, so me and Jordan are going to hold it down again for him. How you doing, bud? Doing great. What's going on? Oh, man, it's uh, it's playoff time for one of our leagues, probably playoff time for some other people out there, so can't go wrong right now. It's good times. No, big, big weeks. It's either the last week heading into your playoffs or the first week of your playoffs, depending on how they're set up. So, uh, yeah, exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll break down the games this week. We do have a little bit of news, but not a ton. But, uh, yeah, man, it's it's getting crazy. It's crunch time everywhere. So, uh, yeah. exciting time. And, um, you know, I, I'm... I'm excited for what's going to happen over the next few weeks. And then I'm excited for what's going to happen in the following weeks as we head into the off season, like during the actual NFL playoffs and stuff like it's going to be crazy. It's uh, you know, there's going to be a lot that happens. We got a lot of like coaching changes that will happen soon. We've got a lot of like, you know, impactful quarterback changes, running backs and wide receivers moving all over the place. So you know, it just it just continues to be more and more exciting going forward. I'm I'm pumped. Me too. Me too. There's a there's a lot of good stuff coming and we got a lot of good stuff planned for for the podcast going forward and different things we want to do to improve this. So I'm excited for, you know, the future. I mean, Monday's episode will be episode fifty, which is yeah. pretty crazy. So that's pretty pretty cool to see. So yeah, um, we've only got a couple left in 2022, so it's you know, yeah, gonna be gonna be uh, coming up here soon. So, yeah, yeah. just uh, exciting time of year, and uh, I'm pumped to talk about some football this week. So yeah. let's uh, get into let's week in, 14. Let's hop into that daily roundabout. So our daily roundabout, we got uh, Traylon Burks is out for week 14 still with the concussion. Was not able to clear co- protocol, which kind of expected that was a pretty gnarly hit that he took so um kind of i don't know what to make of that passing offense now without burks but um maybe a small uptick for robert woods but nothing too crazy um amari cooper is dealing with a hip injury he is expected to play but it's something to keep an eye on through the rest of the weekend uh saquon barkley has neck soreness he is questionable the coach said that um, he's not sure where he's going to be at come, you know, this weekend. So definitely monitor that for, for Saquon and they're going up against a really tough defense in Philly, but, um, excuse me, but they, they really need him. I mean, this is a huge oh, game. Yeah. Um, I would be kind of shocked if he missed the game, but I mean, that would tell me that it's a pretty, pretty serious neck injury. If, if, you know, he, he's not out there. I can't imagine if it's just some soreness that he doesn't try and give it a go. Um, uh, Leonard Fournette did uh, not at practice, uh, you know, as of Friday. So that's something to monitor as well. Uh, they have a really tough matchup against San Francisco. So, yeah. you know, even White, I think he would be a low-end flex for me this week against uh, San Francisco. So, um, Lamar did not practice for the third straight day. He is doubtful for Sunday. They will not rule him out. It is driving me crazy. They know he's not going to play. Um, the injury is a two to four week injury. So I don't even get why that he's just doubtful, but, um, and Cortland Sutton has officially been ruled out with the hamstring injury, small uptick for Jerry Judy. Um, Kansas city gives up a lot of points to the wide receiver position, but, uh, 
it's Denver. So I don't know if it's a lot of points mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. wide receiver position. So, you know, that's about all we got for the daily roundabout though, unless you got anything that, that I missed there. No, that's it. All right. Well, let's hop over to the Thursday night uh, review then. What a crazy game. I know this one was probably painful as a Raider fan. Um, Somehow, someway, Baker Mayfield came into this game. They didn't let Wolford even throw a pass. And then here comes Baker. There was a few times out there where he like called a play, turned around to hand the ball off, and there was no running back there. Um, You know, but I mean, he did his best. And honestly, I have to say he didn't look terrible for someone that didn't know the playbook. Um, they, the Rams end up winning 17 to 16, but I just, what happened? Like what happened? Another, uh, man, it was almost more painful because, you know, we had said like, Oh, there's no way Baker's going to play. And yeah, you know, you, I mean, Wolford was decla- like, there was an announcement on, on sleeper and uh, like, you know, right before the game that Wolford was starting. So like, I started Wolford in our two QB league. I mean, you know, I don't have any other good options, but still um, that's, you know, it was brutal for, for anybody who had to, had to play Wolford as an emergency play or anything like that. And uh, I doubt hardly anybody was playing Baker. He had an okay game. Uh, you know, he he had those two drives in the fourth quarter that both led to touchdowns. One of them he threw uh, to Van Jefferson to win the game, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, then they kicked the point after, and that that was the go ahead point there. So, uh, and the other was an Acres touchdown that they you know that they scored from right outside the goal. So, um, you know, he 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 supported Ben Skoranek, seven of eight for eighty nine yards. It was a nice game for him, which was surprising. And I, you know, we've seen Baker all over the place not support wide receivers, and I think this was kind of one of those things where the NFL's weird and crazy freaking things happen sometimes. And I don't know how else to explain it because I don't think Baker's good, and I'm not gonna, you know, I don't think Baker's good either. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Get I don't the think the Raiders calling. are good either. So I don't get the if, play calling by the Raiders. Thirty rushing attempts for Jacobs, even after he hurt his finger, and you, Carr only threw like four times in the second half. Like, I don't get it. Like, you have Devontae Adams. You know, like how does Devontae Adams only get two targets in the second half? Yeah, I we talked about this a little in the group chat where I think it's, you know, part of it is that uh, for some reason we cannot hold on to a lead. We have to come from behind if we want to try and win a game. And, uh, you know, like <laughs> Josh McDaniels just can't uh, can't coach from ahead. Yeah, he hasn't figured reason. it out. Yeah, we yeah. need we need Carr to go out there and throw a pick six so that we can be down and uh, and figure it out from there. That's the only way we stand any chance. So uh, I hope that doesn't happen at this point. The Raiders aren't making the playoffs. We could use the draft pick and you know probably an infusion either on the defensive side or decide to go somewhere else at quarterback or whatever they do. But um, you know at this point, I'd rather have the draft pick because we're not going anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Well, interesting game. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward for the Rams, but, um, you know, and with Baker, uh, I wouldn't chase the wide receivers necessarily because the play calling, he's going to get the hang of the playbook and Skoranek may not 
be necessarily his number one target. It's something to keep an eye on, though, in the playoffs if Skronik ends up being a big target for him. Because 7 for 8 for 89 in a game where he doesn't know the playbook is pretty interesting to see. Um, Higby still really wasn't used in this game. But other than that, uh, Foster Moreau, zero receptions. Um, but there's only, what, 15 pass attempts for Carr total? Yeah, something like that. It wasn't yeah. wasn't much. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hop over to the week 14 preview here. We got six teams on by Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, and Commanders all on by this week. Brutal week for six teams to be on by. We've talked about that quite a bit, but um, we're going to open it up with the Jets seven and five at Bills nine and three. Bills minus 10, 43 and a half point over under. Uh, in week nine, the Jets did win 20 to 17. And, you know, uh, Allen ran a ton in that game. Zach Wilson was the one that started in the game, but this will be uh, uh, Mike White in this game. So, you know, it looks like Carter's going to be returning to this game, which is kind of big for them. Where do you see the whole Carter Zonovan Knight situation being? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think Zonovan Knight, you know, the coaches talked about he's earned a role in this offense. And for some reason they traded for James Robinson, used him a little bit and then completely stopped, you know, like he had a good game in their last game against the bills, which was his first, I think his first game right after he was traded. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, you know, it's, it's just weird. Uh, But I think Zonovan Knight is maybe somebody you can play. And I think mm-hmm. I would shy away from Carter because I don't think he's going to touch the ball near as much. I think I'm, I'm kind of leaning the same way. Uh, Garrett Wilson, you're you're fine rolling him out there. I don't. Yeah, I, I really don't care what defense he's going up against right now. Um, he's coming around as a really really massive part of this offense and really just a top tier wide receiver at this point. Um, and then you know obviously you're starting Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. To me. I'm nervous about Gabe Davis. Um, I don't, and and Isaiah McKenzie. Really, I'm not sure that I would trust starting either one. I'm forced to start him in one league, Gabe Davis. But this secondary is really good for the Jets, and you know I could see this game hitting the under. Um, honestly, yeah, I could as well. I mean, uh, you know, their last game was. 37 total points so it could easily hit the under or we could see uh, you know two good defenses duking it out and it's division rivals so I, I think that's probably what happens I wouldn't expect to see this be a shootout that's for sure no, I could see like a 24 17 win for the bills 24 you know 12 uh you know maybe maybe something around there 21 12 if they can only get some field goals in but Mike White seems to move the ball pretty good. And the Bills have shown recently that you can move the ball against them. You know, that their defense just, I mean, yeah, it's getting a little bit healthier, but it just has not been that top-notch defense that we saw at the beginning of the season. No, not quite. It's still good, but it's, yeah, it's certainly not uh, so elite that you can't start players against them. So, yeah, I think you're okay starting Zonovan Knight. I like Garrett Wilson. Uh, I wouldn't go too much further than that, but yeah. Those, How do you feel about the good. Singletary Cook situation? Uh, those, I think both of those guys are kind of like flex options. Yeah, uh, you know, I think low you better low, options, low end RB two, high RB three, somewhere in there, and they're 
uh, you're hoping they score a touchdown because outside of that, I don't think either one's going to like have a big impact for your roster. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Are you Cook willing maybe to maybe get the passing volume? It's po- like Cook could maybe have, you know, five or six catches in this game and and that could support his role. So I think I'd rather play Cook than Singletary. Especially what happened PPR. last week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's jump over to the back. Yeah, that team. The Browns at Bengals. Uh, Bengals minus five, 46 and a half point over under. Uh, in week eight, the Browns did win 32 to 13. Um, both Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper had really big games and Higgins and Boyd both caught touchdowns. I expect this game to hit the over, um, as long as Watson can figure it out a little bit. I mean, it was a rough, rough game last week, but, uh, you know, this is, this is going to be an interesting game, but the Bengals are rolling right now. And you know, you're starting Burrow, Mixon. I think Chubb should have a bounce back game. Uh, Chase, uh, Higgins, and then Njoku. It, he's health. He's back healthy. He's back. He yep. back? Okay. Um, but you know, I, I'm nervous about Watson, Cooper, and Donovan Peoples Jones mainly because I don't know what the passing offense is going to look like right now. I mean, if it looks anything like it did last week against Houston where even their running game didn't do anything, that makes me a little nervous. I mean, yeah, I know definitely. your reservations with Cooper and, you know, but um, it's hard to take Cooper out of your lineup. Uh, he's so also that's... banged up. So it's, you know, yeah, he's banged up. The The Bengals have been rolling. Their defense has been good lately. So it's, it's sketchy. I'm not, I'm not excited to play him any, you know, any more than I normally would be, but, and maybe even a little less since the, you know, injury designation and stuff, it may help Donovan people's Jones a little bit. If Cooper's not able to, to perform to that level where he's, he's maybe the better option for Watson. So, um, yeah, yeah, flex options. And I'm kind of avoiding the, the Boyd, Tyler Boyd, Kareem hunt and Samaji P Ryan. I think this week I would probably avoid it unless you don't have better options. There is a lot of teams on by, so you might have to start one of them. Um, of the three, uh, Boyd's probably my favorite of the three, um, and that's even tough still. Uh, of those three, which one do you like? Boyd, for sure. I don't think yeah. you can start Kareem Hunt, although it was a little encouraging if you're still a Kareem Hunt owner that uh, Watson did seem to target him a little more, and he was just a little more involved last week than he had been all year. So um, something to monitor. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump over to the Texans 110-1 and at Cowboys 9-3. and three. Cowboys minus 17, 44.5 point <laughs> over under. Um. I don't know where the Texans are going to score or how they're going to move the ball considering Brandon cooks has been ruled out and Nico Collins have been, has been ruled out. Uh, yeah. So who catches the ball for them? I have no idea. Pierce is not going to be able to do much against this Cowboys defense. And I just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're starting Dak, but it's a risky start even against this Texans team, I think Zeke and Pollard both are in for massive games. Um, yeah. You know, Dallas defense is going to be in for a massive game. And I would temper expectations for even CD and Schultz. Um, you know, yeah, they're their 
main pass catchers, but you you don't pass the ball a lot against Houston. I mean, you just don't have to. So I wouldn't start Gallup this week. I wouldn't chase the two touchdowns um, personally. Uh, you the same way? Yeah, I wouldn't start Gallup either. Okay. Um, that's uh, I think uh, I think you're really points chasing from last week. If you start Gallup, I don't think he's someone you can trust in this offense. I think Schultz and uh, and then the uh, running back options are just the the you know and CD obviously. I think those are where you want to stick to in this offense because they don't they don't have to do a lot through the passing game. Their defense is so good and uh, they're getting it done with the running game that they don't need Dak to be dropping back, you know, 40 times a game or whatever. So the volume goes to CD, it goes to Schultz to move the chains and it goes to Pollard for some explosive plays as well. And there's just not consistently enough there for Gallup. Agreed completely. All right, let's jump over to the Vikings at Lions. Vikings 10 and 2, Lions 5 and 7, but the Lions are favored minus one and a half, 51 and a half point over under. Uh, week three, the Vikings won 28 to 24. Uh, both Jefferson and Swift had a down game, and pretty much everyone else blew up in that game. So, uh, you know, I think you're safe to pretty much start all of the players, you know, that you want in this game. Cousins, you know, Jared Goff is a fine start as well. Swift, uh, Jamal Williams should be able to do okay in this. He just He's seems to always score a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then you have TJ Hawkinson coming back for his revenge game. Um, big game for, for him. Uh, I think you'd even be safe starting Thielen and Chark uh, as, you know, flex options in, in this game. I expect this game to hit the over. Um, I would be kind of shocked if it didn't hit the over. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the I could see like a... aren't great. I mean, the, the one argument for the under, I guess would be that it's division rivals. And sometimes those, you know, tend to lead to just lower scoring kind of slug fest games. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I could see a 35, 28 game, uh, you yeah. know, even 28, 24, you know, that's 52, uh, you know, it hit the over on that. So, you know, I could definitely see that. And I, I expect some big games out of these, you know, big name players that a lot of people need games out of. Uh, I really like Almond Ross St. Brown and I like Justin Jefferson in this game. So this should be a fun one to watch. Let's definitely go Almond Ra. Yeah. I need Almond Ra. Yep. I need Swift. <laughs> I need Swift. Uh, never thought I would say that, but I do. So, all right, well, let's jump over to the Eagles 11 and one at giants seven, four and one Eagles minus seven, 45 point over under this one. I expect to be a little bit more of a slug fest. Um, yeah, this one depends on Saquon. Uh, if they don't have Saquon, I don't think the giants are going to be able to really do much because it eliminates the run game and it's going to allow that defense to totally change. So, you know, I think you're safe though. Starting hurts Saquon, AJ Brown, uh, Devonta Smith. And I, I like Bellinger. Um, I talked a little bit about it. I've been talking to some other people. They were asking me some tight end questions and, and I like Bellinger. He had five targets last week. I expect him to be involved more. I wouldn't doubt it if he finds the end zone this week. Um, 
Yeah. I want to make him my guaranteed touchdown of the week, but do it because I think the Giants are going to pull off this upset if Saquon plays. All right, I'm going to do it. Bellinger is my guaranteed touchdown of the week. Bellinger is my guaranteed touchdown of the week. I really I mean, don't like that. I got to take that. him out of his lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that seven point that, you know, Eagles seven points. Like, I don't like that. I think it's going to be a much closer game than that. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see it being a closer game. Um, where are you at on some of these other players? Uh, Slayton, um, Sanders, you know, going against the pretty good Giants defense. I think you're fine to start Sanders, though. But yeah, I think you're fine to start Sanders. Uh, I think you're fine to start. I think Slayton's an OK flex. Yeah, Slayton worries me a little bit, but he's getting the volume. And so, you know, I, I could I could see him still staying involved. So, yeah. It's going to be rough, rough sledding for Saquon against this Eagles D. Mm -hmm. They're very good against running backs. The the issue is I don't think the Giants can win without Saquon against a team this good. So, yeah, that's you know, they they need him there because he's going to be way more productive than anybody that's behind him there for that Giants backfield. So, yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's jump over to the Ravens eight and four at Steelers five and seven. Steelers minus one and a half, uh, 37 point over under. Uh, I could see this being under uh, personally. Um, I wouldn't doubt it if we see two total touchdowns in this game between both teams. Uh, Huntley's not a bad quarterback. He's more than likely going to be filling in. I think you're fine starting Huntley, especially in a two QB league. You probably don't have much of a choice. Um, I don't think Huntley's a bad play in a in a single QB league either just because of his rushing ability. I mean, he had 41 yards in that game uh against Denver and so, you know, I could see I could see him rushing the ball again in this game. Mark Andrews are starting. Fryermuth, I expect a pretty big game out of, especially if Deontay Johnson ends up missing this game. He is battling that injury. Um if he ends up missing the game, I think Fryermuth's going to be in for a huge game. So, yeah, Fryerman is a good play. Yeah, I think Najee you're fine with. There's a chance Ravens he finds are good against zoom. tight end, though. They are. They are good against the tight end, but they also just gave up 85 yards to Greg Dulcich. Yep. So you know you could uh, you could see worse. Um, what about Dobbins and all that mess that they have going on back there? I don't think I'd start any of their running backs. Yeah, I'm the same way. What about Pickens? Rough game last week. Yeah, mm, I'd go back to him. It's, if if Deontay's out, I really like Pickens this week. He's going to have to get the yardage and the targets. Um, so I think he'd be fine with Pickens regardless. I'm going to go back to Pickens this week. Yeah. But he, he's a rookie. Like, he's definitely, you know, we're we, – Rookies are definitely going to have some ups and downs for sure, for sure. So uh, I'd go back to Pickens. Okay, I agree with that. All right, then we got the Jaguars four and eight at Titans seven and five. Titans minus three and a half, 41 and a half point over under. Uh, This should be a pretty interesting game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence says that he's going to play. He did not practice today um, after a limited practice. So 
that's interesting. I think they may just be trying to limit him to allow him to play in this game. Uh, I think you're still fine starting Kirk and really Zay Jones. The Titans, you can you can throw the ball against. You can't really run the ball very well against them. Um, I think Would that's going to limit start Trevor Lawrence over Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? No, I would not. I love both of those, Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. Uh, like I said, I expect that game to be a high-scoring game. I expect this Titans-Jaguars game to be a low-scoring game. Okay. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think Kirk and Zay Jones are both fine starts. Uh, Evan Ingram is an okay start. I mean, tight ends are terrible. So, you know, you're yep. just hoping for 20 or yes, 30 yards out of there. I expect a bounce back game for Henry. He averages over a hundred yards in their wins and under 60 in their losses. I expect the Titans to win this game. And so I expect Henry to get over a hundred yards. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it. ETN. I would temper your expectations with ETN this week. I know he's a little bit of a pass catching back as well, uh, but you know, he was banged up last week. So just, it, you know, don't, don't be too, too high on what could happen um, in this game with ETN, I think. So, all right. Then we got the chiefs nine and three at Broncos three and nine. Uh, the Broncos have no oh, Chiefs minus eight and a half, 43 and a half point over under. Uh, the, the Broncos have not beat the Chiefs since 2015. Um, and uh, I'm just going to say it. That is going to continue. Um, yep. There is. I don't want to say there's a 0% chance that the Broncos win because there's always a chance and the NFL is crazy. But there's a zero percent chance that the Broncos win this game. Um, so, you know, <laughs> Mahomes and Kelsey, great starts. Um, I I, th- I think Kelsey's gonna have a big game in this one. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he scores a touchdown or two. Um, I think Pacheco, you're okay starting. Uh, he's not my like favorite start, but. And then of all the wide receivers on the Chiefs, I think Juju's really the only one. Maybe NBS, but I, I like Juju the most. Um, and then I actually, I actually do like Latavius Murray um, just off sheer volume. And you know, you can you can run the ball against the Chiefs, and I don't know how fast we fall behind, so it could completely take him out of the game, but there's always that chance he, he falls in the end zone. I mean, he's averaging about, you know, right around 10 points a game. And you I, also I would see some check right downs there. if they fall behind pretty early. Ex- exactly. I, I would expect around 10 points for him in, in this game. So yeah, I don't, I think you could do worse. Jerry Judy. Um, he interests me. The chiefs give up a lot of points to wide receivers. Like I said, I think he's a pretty decent flex play this week. Um, just because he probably is really the only one that's going to be able to catch the ball. Um, and then Greg Dulcich, I really like, uh, like now, I said. Who do you prefer, Juju in this tough matchup or Judy in a pretty soft matchup, but on a much worse offense, obviously, and for the team who probably loses? I still prefer Juju. Yeah, I think I'd go the same. It's kind of yeah. close because of the missing Cortland Sutton. Uh, Judy's going to see some volume, but there's still not a ton of volume because the 
you, they can't move the ball down the field. So yeah, I expect this game to hit the under too. Um, still probably. Yeah, I mean, I I could see it being like a twenty six thirteen. Um, you know, twenty four sixteen. If we put up more than sixteen points, I'll be. I was thinking like seventeen six Chiefs. That would be that sounds about right. Yeah, I think we might find the end zone once though. I think uh, somebody finds the end zone. Yeah, it's sad. Let's go to the next game. All right, we got the (laughs) Panthers four and eight at Seahawks seven and five. Seahawks minus three and a half, forty four and a half point over under. Um, I think you're, I, I think you're starting. You know. Gino uh, Walker, if he plays, I don't know if, if he's not playing. Do you like Homer in this game? Mm, no, not really. Okay. It, it's okay, I guess, because I think the Seahawks are still going to win, but the Panthers D is it's all right. Uh, they yeah. can, They could stop the run. I don't think they're going to have a lot of luck trying to shut down DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but I think... Yeah, I think they're going to struggle with those two. I think Lockett is in for a big game. And I think Walker would be fine, but I'm not sure I'd want to start Travis Homer. Yeah, I I don't know about Homer either. Honestly, I don't know about Foreman either. I mean, I I know it could be okay, but I just... I don't know. I'm not a big fan of of Foreman this week. I think um, it could be so much volume for Foreman, though, and the Seahawks defense isn't any kind of world beater. So true, but it just makes me even DJ Moore. I mean, you know, are, do you trust DJ Moore? Uh, I mean, I know he's seen a little bit more volume the last few weeks, but I mean, you could do Seahawks worse. Have okay, one really good corner, right? Yeah. Would you start Juju or Judy? Or DJ Moore, you had to start. Start two. What two would you pick? Juju and oh gosh, I think Judy. Yeah. yeah, see, that's where I'm at too. So, and I'm not very high on Judy. So, I think DJ Moore is just a little bit lower on that totem pole for me. That I on the trust factor. Yeah. So. Um, all right, well, let's jump over to the Buccaneers six and six at 49ers eight and four 49ers minus three 37 and a half point over under, uh, you're obviously starting CMC Godwin Kittle, um, Fournette's banged up. Would you start white? Do you trust it? No. I, I, so I guess if Fournette is not going to play at all then I would start white because I think he's going to get some checkdowns from Tom Brady and that'll give him a decent floor. Uh, it's not a lot of upside against this Niners D, but at least he'll, you know, he'll touch the ball a ton. Yeah. So I would play white if there's no Fournette. If Fournette's going to play, I don't think I want to play either of them because I think they're going to, you know, kind of split with Fournette banged up. Yeah, and I think they're just going to limit each other too much with how good yeah, this defense is. Exactly. That's what I'd worry yeah. about. So I don't think I really, I'd like to, you know, you might not be able to take Fournette out of your lineup if he plays. And in that case, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And he's uh, like a low end RB2, high end RB3 at best. It's going to be tough sledding. 
Agreed. Uh, I think it's hard to take Debo out of your lineup and even, you know, Mike Evans, but I was willing to bench Mike Evans against New Orleans. And to be honest with you, I'm willing to bench Mike Evans against San Francisco. Um, it's hard to say it, but, you know, I, I, I really would. And I like he's, he's always yeah. a touchdown threat. Uh, it hasn't been great recently but uh you know the bucks are trying to make a playoff push of some kind and with the niners losing their quarterback you know it could uh it could be one of those things where this is where the buccaneers start their start turning their season around brady makes his playoff push as he always does so i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked if the Buccaneers were able to pull off a big win here and Evans and Godwin were, you know, were, were really involved and had big games and they were able to even get something going on the ground. But man, the Niners D has been really, really good for the last few weeks. So it's going to be, it's going to be a task. Yeah. I, I like the under in this game. Um, I know that sounds crazy because 37 and a half is not a lot for what these two teams should be capable of but i do like the under in this game i the um, like brandon Ayuk. go ahead yeah that's that's who i'm concerned about i like him i i i just think and purdy even said it Ayuk said it i i don't know if i sent you the clip too but um you know uh Purdy went up to Ayuk after the game and said you know hey i i missed you on a couple of these throws like Let's let's get into practice. I want to work on this. Like I'm going to feed you. Like you know, I I'm just wondering if their chemistry maybe this week gets a little bit better. Um, and I I do. I Loki. I I, I kind of like Brandon Ayuk this week. All right. All right. I would start Ayuk over Juju Judy and DJ Moore. Uh, all of those, but Juju. Uh, those they're really close. I think I'd rather start Juju. Okay. It's not bad though. Not bad. All right. Dolphins eight and four at Chargers six and six. Dolphins minus three. Fifty-three and a half point over under. It's down nice. to a fifty-two and a half point over under, I okay. believe now. Um because I did bet the over in this game. Um crazy I know to bet the over, but I don't like yeah. either defense in this game. And no, I, I don't think just that's think- crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love what this game could be, um, and I think it's going to be a fun one. Tua, Herbert, Eckler, Tyreek, Waddle, um, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, I think they're all great starts. I actually think I think you're safe starting both Mostert and Wilson in this game. I do as well, but I wasn't I, I, sure how you guys yeah. would feel about it, so I kind of put them both in the maybe, but... I'm pretty confident Mostert is going to have the volume and Jeff Wilson's going to kind of have that like change of pace role, but I think he can be really successful at it. So I don't know. They're, they've kind of found an okay complementary role between the two of them and they, they'll figure something out, but it it's risky because you could see, you know, if they're using more of a hot hand approach, you could see one of these guys really struggle to get any kind of volume or get anything going in this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see that, too, but I like both. I really do. Um, I am nervous about Mike Williams starting him coming back from the injury. We saw what happened last time. Not going to lie. I am forced to start him. So 
Uh, a lot of people may be forced to start him with the amount of buys we have and what's going on, but um, the Dolphins secondary is not good. So Mike Williams could get loose on a couple of them. You could see a touchdown out of Mike Williams this week. So I don't think it's terrible. I would start him over DJ Moore and Judy still. I mm. just don't trust either of those offenses. Um, yep. So definitely I would, start, I would start Moore and, yeah, and Judy. Yeah, I would start Juju and Ayuk over him, though, if you had to make that choice. Um, but other than that, yeah, it should be a, that should be a fun, fun game. Uh, both those teams need the win. Uh, the Chargers need it to be able to make it into that wild card spot, and the Dolphins need it to keep up in this division because um, it's mm-hmm. it's a tight race, a lot closer race than I think all of us thought it was going to be between the Bills, the Dolphins and the the jets so yeah um i mean even the patriots they're still in that division you know yeah um, yeah they are so, and they're they're our next game you know patriots six and six at cardinals four and eight this is the monday night football game patriots minus one and a half 43 and a half point over under this is going to be an interesting game um i could see this one hitting the under um i just think the patriots defense is just really good not going to put up a ton of points still just because their passing game isn't the greatest. You know, you're starting Kyler, uh, Connor, Ramondre, of course. Uh, he's come along big this year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. Jacoby is not looking like he's going to play. Uh, didn't practice again on Friday um, on the ESPN app. They actually have his uh, estimated points at zero currently so i think they're expecting him to not play um would you take a risk on parker then if he does not play Uh, i mean the cardinals aren't a great defense so it's it's an okay volume play yeah i think you could do worse than parker um where do you have parker as far as the you know what we've been talking about the judy dj moore brandon Ayuk side Oh, right around that DJ Moore area. He's the lower end of the bucket. Yeah, I would actually probably put DJ Moore a little bit higher. I think um, I would as well. I think yeah. I'd play DJ Moore over Devontae Parker, but he's he's a break glass kind of play, you know, if you need to. He's He yeah. might be out there. Like, I think he's out there on the waiver wire in our league of record, you know. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely leagues out there where he's available and, uh, if you're in a tight spot or you're you're finding out that somebody's not going to play in the last minute, then Devontae Parker's kind of a pivot option that you could look at. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I actually like uh, Zay Jones. Uh, like, you know, that's one of those like pivot a lot, like is available in quite a few leagues. Um, I would probably look into someone like him that may be available on your waivers. So, um. All right. Well, I think it's uh, let's talk about flex, baby. Let's talk about flex, baby. All right, I had to pause for a second. Make sure you were going to give me that. You know, it's not the same without both you guys. So, man, I'm, bo- I'm I'm like half asleep over here. It's getting late. I'm tired. You know, yeah, we had to record a... late this this one, so I'm yep. uh, starting to fade. But I'm I'm coming back. We're almost there. It. We're almost there. All right. Well, let's talk. These are a, these are a few flex um, options that have been thrown at us that we're going to go ahead and discuss for for everybody. Um, the first one we've got up is uh, George Pickens versus uh, Adam Thielen. 
Where are you at on this one? We got that super high over under in the Minnesota and Detroit game. And then you've got George Pickens in the Steelers game against the Ravens with only a 37 point over under, but Deontay Johnson could be out of that game. So which way do you lean? And then I'll tell you which way I lean. Okay. I think because of the Hawkinson, um, you know, revenge game narrative and just how dominant Justin Jefferson's been of the targets there. I think I'm going to go Pickens, especially if De- Deontay Johnson isn't going to play. If Deontay plays, I, th- I think I'd be a little more hesitant and probably go Adam Thielen, go with the high over under. But I think the volume's going to be there for Pickens if Deontay's not in play and he's like got a pretty safe floor this week and a pretty high ceiling as well. Okay, so that that high over under is really, really enticing. It makes you want to get those players in the lineup. However, I agree. I think the Hawkinson, Jefferson, Dalvin Cook side is going to be the ones that get the side of that high over under that we want to see. And Pickens going up against a Detroit team that can give up points um, their defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball. And if Deontay Johnson doesn't go, I 100% lean George Pickens. Regardless, I think I still lean George Pickens, but um, I think it's closer if Deontay Johnson ends up playing. So, all right. And the second one we have is DJ Chark versus Isaiah McKenzie. So you have Isaiah McKenzie going up against the Jets and you have DJ Chark going up against the Vikings. Which one do you lean there? I think in that situation, I'm going to go with the over under and take DJ Chark. Um, you know, I, I it could be uh, a rough game, like you mentioned earlier, for Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie and you know, we, we would expect Diggs would be able to overcome the tough matchup, but this Bills secondary has been really good on the season. And, uh, you know, they put pressure on the quarterback too. So it could be tough for Josh Allen to get the ball to these guys. It could be tough for these guys to find openings. And uh, I think I would prefer to flex DJ Chark in that scenario. I am 100% in agreement. Uh, DJ Chark, we've seen he can get the involvement, the high over under. I expect some yardage for him. Um, and he's got some I red just, zone targets. Like, yes, I just don't, I just don't know if I trust Isaiah McKenzie at all this week. You'd be really, really hoping for that touchdown. Um, that would more than likely go to Gabe Davis or Stefan Dix. I mean, just with how good those corners are. So that's the way I look at that one. All right. And the la- uh, not the last one we have, but we got Deonta Foreman, uh, versus Zonovan Knight. So Zonovan Knight, like we talked about, Michael Carter coming back, going against the Bills. And then you have Deonta Foreman um, going against the, oh, who do they, Seattle. Um, you know, that's a that's an interesting one for me. I do think Zonovan Knight stays involved, but I would lean Deonta Foreman over Zonovan Knight. I think I am in agreement in this one that I would go Deonta Foreman. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to be quite a bit easier to run uh, for the Panthers against the Seahawks than it is against that Bills front seven for Zonovan Knight. 
Uh, I think they'll probably, you know, Foreman's got a shot at having even more volume as well. We've seen him get a, a lot of carries in games where they can be competitive. So uh, if they can find a way to hang in this game, Foreman could easily have 20 plus carries. And I don't see that much volume for night. They're definitely still going to give Carter some work and stuff. So I think it limits his upside a little and I'd go Foreman. He's just to me, he's got a better shot at like a 20 point game than Zonovan Knight. Definitely. I think your your blow up game has a better chance with Foreman for sure than it does with Zonovan, especially splitting carries even a little bit with Michael Carter. So. All right. And the last one we have, it's actually a three player Najee Harris versus Isaiah Pacheco and James Cook. Um put them in order of how you would start them. I will do the same. (laughs) I mean, this is, this one's a submission from me. So, uh, okay. I will put them in order. You (laughs) tell me what you're considering. All right. Um, I would go Najee Harris against the Ravens. Uh, James cook against, uh, the jets. And then I would go Isaiah Pacheco against Denver. Um, Najee, because I think he has the best chance at having a decent game. Um, he's going against the Ravens. I expect a pretty close game, pretty good game script for him. James cook, because like we talked about the passing work, I could see him. He's we've seen him starting to get more involved, not only in the rushing game, but definitely in the passing game. And then Isaiah Pacheco, he's going up against a really tough defense. Um, that's just basically what it is. I mean, yeah, the game script could be massively in his favor because Kansas city could run away with it, but I, I just, I would go Najee cook Pacheco. So currently I have Pacheco in my lineup. Okay. Um, what was your thinking behind that over the other two? So, I mean, Baltimore and the jets are, like Baltimore is a good run defense still, even though their secondary has not been great on the season. Um, and I could see that game being so low scoring that there's just really not a lot of opportunity. Plus, you know, Najee, like what he did. I mean, I went and traded for him obviously a couple weeks ago and he, he had a blow up game. He had a pretty nice game. And then last week, 17 for 86. So, He's at least seeing the volume, but there's just I, I worry that this game could be so low scoring that there's just no upside there. Um, with Pacheco, you know, I, Kansas City could always have a blow up game, so uh, it's a tough defense as well. Uh, but I just have more faith that Kansas City is going to have scoring opportunities where Pacheco might get a goal line carry versus. Najee Harris so that was kind of my thinking there um I think I ranked James Cook last just because we've still only seen it in one week and we don't know exactly how involved he's gonna be and the Jets are a good defense still so okay I mean I I I see all your arguments yeah I see why you're having a little tougher decision (laughs) it's so tough I think I'm right now at Pacheco Najee Cook but I, I think all three of these guys, you know, it's not ideal. It's not the greatest week. I mean, I have Rashad White too, but that's also a really tough matchup. So, um, 
I mean, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. Like best case scenario for me would have been if Mixon had been out one more week and cause I have P Ryan and he plays Cleveland and that would have been a smash play this week. Yeah. So I just, I just think the volume is there more for Najee than it is for even Pacheco or cook. And you want to volume is King when it comes to a running back. And it is, but I think like the last four weeks with Pacheco, he's had 16, 15, 22, and 14 carries. He had touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Um, you know, That's pretty and, good volume. That's yeah, better volume than I thought he was getting. So it's, it's pretty good volume the last few weeks. So I'm feeling a little more confident with him. And, um, you know, with, with everybody having a bad matchup, it's kind of, you know, irrelevant. I just kind of have to look at like, who do I think has the best chance at scoring and who's getting volume to where I trust their floor. And currently I think it's Pacheco, but man, it's, it's really tough. I'm struggling with this one. So I definitely think that Pacheco probably does have the best scoring opportunities. I mean, that, that offense is just so good. So very, very good. Yes. Yeah. But it could also be, you know, three, four touchdowns to Travis Kelsey and nobody else for the chiefs needs to do anything. So, <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. So, um, it is, uh, <laughs> it is time for the DFS smackdown. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. We had to give it to you one more time. We had to. It's, well, that it's will our, not it's be our the new, last time. No, it is our new favorite drop. Not going to lie. Um, okay, so uh, results from last week. Um, I came in first, uh, Jordan second, and... Um, uh, poor Yosh. Yosh came in last. He had a rough, rough week. Um I feel I feel bad. It was it was a brutal one. Not gonna lie, but um, we got we got a new a new one here. So let's get uh, let's get this started. Um, who are you starting at quarterback? I have Jared Goff, fifty six hundred. Okay, uh, Josh also has Jared Goff at fifty six hundred. Um, I have Joe Burrow at seven thousand. All right. Okay. Um, give us your running backs. I took Joe Mixon, 6,900, and DeAndre Swift, 5,800. Okay. Uh, Josh also has Joe Mixon at 6,900, and Ezekiel Elliott at 6,100. Okay. Man. I have Zeke at 6,100, and DeAndre Swift at 5,800. <laughs> All right. So. And then uh, let's hear your three wide receivers. I went George Pickens, 5,000, Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,800, and Adam Thielen, 4,900. Okay, okay, I like it. Uh, Josh has Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,800, Tyler Lockett, 6,500, and Garrett Wilson, 5,900. I have Brandon Ayuk, 5,800. T. Higgins, 7,000 with the stack with Burrow. And Almond Ross St. Brown for 7,800. And then uh, give us your tight end flex and your defense. So my tight end is Dalton Schultz, 4,400. 
Uh, my flex is going to be Tony Pollard, 6,700. And my defense is the Steelers, 2,800. Okay. Uh, Josh has Daniel Bellinger. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zay Jones and the 49ers defense. And then I yeah. have uh, a Conquo, Tennessee tight end. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Zay Jones and the Steelers defense against Pittsburgh. So now it is time. It's time for the punishment. <laughs> I get to take away one of his players. The best part of this entire show. <laughs> I don't know. I think our new drop is the best part of this show. It might actually be. <laughs> you want right, to play that so... one more time while you think about who to, uh, yeah. who to switch <laughs> I still can't get it out of my head like <laughs> you guys singing it. That's like my favorite part. I was telling my coworker about it earlier today. It's so funny. <laughs> oh. All right, let's see here. So I can't really get rid of Amon Ross St. Brown from him because there's not a lot to swap out there. Mm. Um, let's see here. Tyler Lockett, Garrett Wilson, Zay Jones. I like the Zeke. Let's look at the running back position. Um, yeah, I thought his running backs were really good. Joe Mixon, sixty nine hundred. Nice. We could give him Ken Walker because I need a touchdown. Really bad. <laughs> we going back to that? <laughs> oh, dude, we're, we're I think gonna, that we're, I think that curse was broken. That curse was broken, but I'm bringing it back. All right, I'm bringing it back. Um. Oh. Should we give him? No, God, who do I who do I swap out here? His are like right in that sweet spot of like, oh, oh okay, I got it. You got it. I got it. He is getting Damian Pierce. Not on any oh. of my teams. We're we're just giving him Damian Pierce over Joe Mixon. Oh wow. We are removing Joe Mixon, and he is getting Damian Pierce. That's brutal. Oof. Yeah, that's bad. Pierce going up against Dallas. All right, I sent my lineup in the group chat. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, that was a great episode 49. I'm not going to lie. Um, you can find us on our main Twitter, at Best Coast FF. You can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon you can- and Josh. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to throw Josh's in there too. At BCFF Josh. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. Normally I pause there and you do it. And, yeah, and I yeah. Threw it all off we there. have a whole thing. So I just jumped yeah. in at my normal spot after I, after Brandon. <laughs> yep. I messed it all up. <laughs> uh, you know, but that was, uh, that was episode 49. Again, we appreciate everybody watching the amount of downloads and, and people talking and, and I've got people talking to me on Twitter and, and all that stuff. It's just been, 
it's been fantastic. I don't know how many times we can tell you guys that, but we are uh, we are closing in on episode 50. So episode 50 will be on Monday. Um, this has been amazing for us and look look forward to some some big things to come out of this podcast oh uh, yeah we are we are all in on this thing and there's going to be a lot of things to come and you know we're going to get more into the video side of things uh we're actually gonna we've been talking about doing some uh dfs type stuff or or sports betting type stuff as well um you know talking about the over-unders and different things so we got a lot of big things in in mind here and you know stick around with us and uh we really appreciate it you know leave us a comment leave us a review all that stuff we we appreciate reading all that stuff as well so um other than that best of luck to everybody for week 14 Hopefully you make it into the playoffs or if you're in the first round of your playoffs, best of luck to all you guys. Um, Big week here. So enjoy it. And this is the best time of the year when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah, it is. All right. Thank you guys. 